Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 40 of the Our Weekly Highlights podcast. My goodness, the episode number is rapidly approaching another milestone that just happened for yours truly this weekend. My name is Eric, and today we are covering the issue highlights for week 20, released on May 17th, 2021. This week's issue is curated by Ryo Nakakawara, with help from the R Weekly team members and contributors. The vast improvements in computational technology, combined with new approaches in statistical modeling, have launched what many label as the paradigm of machine learning. But these categorizations can be slightly misleading, as many of the fundamentals behind ML have been put into practice long before the technology started to catch up. As practically any modeling approach is trying to learn from the supplied data set, that forms the fundamental premise behind the landmark Elements of Statistical Learning, originally published in 2001 by Stanford University professors Trevor Hasty, Robert Tishinari, and Jerome Friedman. While at the time the fundamentals were firmly entrenched in academic research, the aforementioned advancements in computing and the frameworks exposing these modeling approaches to the end user have influenced the rapid uptake across multiple industries. With this in mind, an excellent companion textbook titled An Introduction to Statistical Learning was released to give a practical and accessible approach to a robust selection of techniques. Naturally, at least in my opinion, R is used throughout ISLR to illustrate each modeling pipeline, from exploring the data to interpreting results via the included exercises and learning labs. It's not surprising that since this book's initial release, the R ecosystem around the entire spectrum of data analysis has evolved immensely. I have been rereading various chapters of both books as I attempt to dust off the virtual cobwebs of key modeling fundamentals, and I often wish I had a button to magically convert the various code examples to take advantage of modern packages and overall code best practices. Much to my absolute delight, it seems that Emil Wittfeld, clinical research data analyst and co-author of the amazing Supervised Machine Learning for Text Analysis in R, as well as a key contributor to many R packages, somehow read by mine and has released the ISLR Tidy Models Lab online book that translates each of the labs from the original book to use the Tidy Models ecosystem. Clearly, I am not the only one excited about this new venture, as Emil's tweet announcing the site has over 1,400 likes already. On top of this whole endeavor being simply amazing, I see tremendous value across multiple perspectives. The obvious one is that if you're just starting your journey into the world of statistical learning and are already interested in the tidyverse, this will be an excellent launching point for you on your road to understanding the mechanisms for fitting these models. But even for experienced R users who have fit a mix of traditional and novel models with native R functions or previous modeling packages such as Carrot, this is an excellent way to give yourself a cool before and after comparison of the different ways you can accomplish these analyses in R. The first four chapters covering linear regression and classification have great explanations alongside the code chunks, 
with the same treatment coming soon to the remaining chapters, including resampling, support vector machines, and unsupervised learning. The datasets used throughout the book, such as the Boston Housing dataset, have been featured in many tutorials and references in the earlier works of illustrating modeling in R, so it is really cool to see these get a modern analytical facelift. I'll be watching this very closely as I level up my own statistical learning chops with the new Tidy Models ecosystem. Speaking of statistical learning, our next highlight is a very practical and entertaining dive into key issues that occur in the real world of applying statistical learning to real-world datasets. As I mentioned in the previous highlight, the uptake of machine learning in many industries as immense data become the norm and not the exception. The world of sports is no exception to this, and in particular, baseball has been a leader in adopting data-driven analytics amongst many clubs to level up their processes of evaluating players and being able to adapt in-game strategies. With packages in R like MLB Game Day, ensuring R users can easily access comprehensive datasets like the famous PitchFX, there are ample opportunities to explore and perform your own statistical learning modeling approaches. One of my favorite video series in the sphere of R media content called Tidy X did just that in a series of episodes to illuminate practical situations one encounters in day-to-day -day applications of machine learning approaches. In episode 59, hosts Ellis Hughes and Patrick Ward continue their saga of assembling classification models for predicting the type of pitch thrown by the pitcher within a game using a random forest model, supplying features with pitch location and velocity, amongst others. Unlike historical data sets, such as the well-known iris set, where the different classes of species are completely balanced, the pitch types contained in the baseball set are most definitely not balanced, with fastballs leading away at 37%, while niche pitches like knuckleballs are sparse at less than 3%. A basic random forest model, taking the data as they are, performs adequately overall, but with poor accuracy on the less frequent pitches. But all is not lost, as Ellis and Patrick next illustrate the use of downsampling and upsampling to resample the original data set, such that all pitch types match either the lowest or highest frequency class respectively. Each approach has their advantages and disadvantages, but the rest of the episode shows helpful metrics that assist when comparing the three modeling paradigms in a unified way. I've always been impressed with the breadth of knowledge and clear explanations Ellis and Patrick offer in each episode, and you can easily see how much fun they have creating the show. In fact, yours truly was a guest way back in episode 32 to talk about the benefits of shiny modules for my first ever Tidy Tuesday analysis, in that case with the Datasource Dozen dataset. Be sure to also check out the most re recent episode 60, which puts a nice wrap on the PitchFX classification quest, and congratulations to Ellis and Patrick on reaching that huge milestone of 60 episodes. Well, if everything goes according to plan, this humble podcast will get to that milestone pretty soon too. We depart from the world of modeling to our last highlight of today. 
As someone who works in a highly regulated industry and produces, at times, extremely confidential analysis results, I can relate to many in the R community who are producing these very important types of analyses with results that only a selective few people should see before disseminating to a broader audience. If you've been reading R Weekly regularly and listening to previous episodes, you know how vital the R Markdown ecosystem has been to give us an amazing way of creating reproducible analyses that go smoothly with the power of web-based output formats. Now, is there a way that we can author our markdown-powered analyses and implement good security practices, such as encryption? In another case of the R community stepping up, data scientist in the UK public sector, Matt Dre, discovered a gem of a package to make this happen. In a new post on the Rostrum blog, Matt details a straightforward guide on how to use the Encrypt RMD package created by Dirk Schumacher in tandem with the web hosting capability of a GitHub repository to serve an encrypted version of the output report. Upon visiting the report, a user is prompted to enter the decryption key, which the author would send separately to the viewer. Under the hood, Encrypt RMD is using the Sodium R package, which in turn wraps the Lips Sodium bindings for the actual encryption and decryption. While this is certainly a solid library, both Matt and Dirk are quick to acknowledge that they are not security professionals, so be sure to assess this framework carefully if you plan to incorporate it into your confidential workflows. But it is reassuring to know we have a low friction method of securing important results that use state-of-the-art encryption library that wasn't reinvented from scratch. And those are your iWeekly highlights for today. As usual, Rio shoots and virtually scores with a fantastic issue with much more past these highlights, including a great check-in with the R Ladies Tapai chapter based in Taiwan, a video walkthrough on using the great patchwork package, a shiny app to help plan and manage a wedding, and much more. Don't let the machines have all the fun learning by checking out the entire back catalog of previous R Weekly issues, as well as the past episodes of this humble podcast by simply visiting rweekly.org. And I always welcome your feedback. You can find the contact page directly on the podcast site, which in turn is linked on rweekly.org. And also you feel free to send me a shout out on Twitter. My handle is at the Rcast. Have a fantastic week, and we will be back with another batch of our weekly highlights next week.